0: Good morning everyone. It's, uh, it's good to be back. I've had uh, three weeks away. It's been a lovely uh, time away. Uh, but uh, me being me, I mean, I love my job. And the sad thing about going on holiday is I always miss you guys. Oh, I do. You know, I miss being here. I miss doing my job. Uh, and uh, it's always at the back of my mind, oh, what's going on in church? Not in a kind of worky way, just because I'd like to know. And so, uh, it, although we had a great time. It's so good to be back with you guys. And while you have been away, you've started this new sermon series, and and I hope that you've all engaged with the the online tool that we've uh, pointed you to. How many have done it? Just a a show of hands. Wow, that's quite a lot of you. Fantastic. Well done. Um, This process is all about helping you think through what does it mean for me to keep on growing as a disciple of Christ. And the tool is simply that, it's a tool, it's a way of you reflecting upon your life and thinking about areas where you need to develop. And as you've heard over the last couple of weeks, that's focused on three areas, your head, your heart and your hands. How you think, what you believe, uh, how you are in your relationship with Jesus and with others and how you put that into action. Um, and so I've done my tool and so uh, if they, it'll actually put it up for you. Uh, so there's my shape uh, now, I'm not doing this to boast, all right? I'm not. Uh, but areas to celebrate, all three. Whee! But I am a professional Christian. I get paid to do this. Um, but uh, what I need to point out is, as you can see, the areas that are the pointy bits on the outside, they're the areas that I need to develop. Or as I said mo- this morning, they're my worst bits. Uh, and when I thought about, well, how come, uh, says areas to celebrate, all three, but I've still got bits that are kind of out there and still need to to work on. it's because in every area I'm doing some things good, and there are other parts that I need to do better. I thought, well, what are those areas? And when I looked at it more closely, all the bits that I thought I was doing well at were all the bits to do with church, our corporate life together. All the bits that need work are my personal relationship with Jesus Bit. I thought, that's fascinating, because all the bits I'm paid to do, I'm pretty good at. The bits, the other bits, the, good, the important bits, I need to do a lot of work. And so over the next uh, week or so, you know, we're, in our mission community, we're going to be looking at this, and I'm going to say to these guys, this is what I need to work on, what do you think? And we're going to have a chat about it. And so I'd encourage you to also do the same. If you're not in the missional community... Either join one just for the period of this course, this sermon series, if you want to, or we're setting up at least one group that's separate to mission communities for people to do the tool and reflect on it with other people. And it's important that you do reflect on it with other people, because as our reading says, "So view yourself as sober judgment. What does that mean? Not just that you're not drunk, okay, but that you look at yourself clearly and honestly, And sometimes we need other people to help us do that, don't we? Because you can think you're great at something and everyone else in the whole world thinks, nah, don't think so. Uh, Or you could think you are terrible at something, and this is more common. And everyone will say, you know what, what I see is something different. What I see is you really working hard in that area. So I would encourage you to join a missional community or if you want to join a separate group, see me and we're going to set that up for this week. But I'm really encouraged by how many of you have done the, the, uh, the, the tool. Um, so that's mine. Uh, the next one, if uh, you could do that, Joe, please. Uh, this is Andrew's. Uh, Andrew's got a big bump uh, over that way. And it uh, says, areas to grow in, which is a head. And there's so much I could say about this, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> which leads me nicely into our theme for today. And our theme today is a mind that is holy and pleasing. See, all this is about us shaping our lives so that we are living our lives to be like Jesus. That's what we're trying to to move towards as a church, as individuals, to be more like Jesus. And we can get ourselves into ruts around this, but we need to get out of that, and we do that by sometimes doing these kind of things. Um, But our behaviour... Our attitudes, our motivations, our character is essentially all formed up here in our mind. And so in lots of ways, the the key to growth starts here. Starts with our thinking. But we have a problem, don't we, with our minds? See, there's two ways we could talk about this. We could talk about our beliefs The things that we as Christians believe and hold to be true. But I really don't want to talk about that. See, we could believe certain things, but our thinking, that stream of consciousness that goes on at the back of your head all the time, that is saying certain things about you and about others and about God, that's what I want to focus on. Because that's the thing that really shapes our behaviour and actions. So you could say, yes, I believe God loves me, and yet your actions and your thinking say if I work a bit harder, God might love me more. And of course, God can't love you anymore. And so I want us to focus on that because our minds, to be honest, are a bit of a mess, aren't they? You know, we have fallen minds. Our minds are not as God created them to be. Paul puts it this way. In Romans 7. But I see another, work, another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law, but in a sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. And it's kind of like what he's saying there, and he says this later on, that there are things that he knows that he should be doing, but just doesn't do them. There are things that he knows he shouldn't do, and he ends up doing them. Because simply, belief is not enough. You need to change the way you think about yourself. You need to change the way you think about God. You need to change the way you think about others, and the world. That thinking forms your attitude, your motivations, your behaviour. And God's in the in the work of changing our thinking that's what he wants to do and your thinking is shaped by so many things all the experiences of your life have shaped your thinking all the things that people have said to you whether positive or negative have shaped your thinking all the things that we see around us all the voices all the internet stuff all the social media stuff all of that shapes our thinking, and it's not always good. And so I want to think today about how do we counter that, and how do we change our thinking so that we are more in line with Scripture and end up doing what we should be doing and do those things that God calls us to do. See, our wrong thinking is passed down to us by all sorts of voices. And some of us, we carry Baggage We carry thinking that has been ingrained in us that is damaging how we behave. And we need to deal with that. We need to move on from that. It leads us into fears and anxieties. It leads us into all sorts of negative things in our lives that we know we shouldn't do. But it feels like we just can't stop. So how do we get free? How do we change Our thinking. And our thinking isn't just what goes on in terms of uh, what's uh, the kind of words that go in our head. It's also our feelings, isn't it? So we talk about our feelings, don't we? But our feelings aren't there. Our feelings originate up here. You might feel them here, but, I mean, your heart pumps blood. Your feelings effectively come from your brain. And your thinking and your feelings are deeply connected. How you feel about yourself is because of the thinking that you have at the back of your mind that says you're not good enough or you are great and the best person in the world. They're deeply connected. And too many people operate out of feelings that aren't always true. I feel like no one loves me. And yet, if you're a member of this church, there are a lot of people here who love you. Paul puts it in our reading. He kind of raises a question. He says, are you conformed or transformed? And I know there's a spelling mistake. You don't need to point it out to me, okay? Some of you have already spotted it. Well done. Uh, some of you are thinking, what spelling mistake? Uh, <laughs> he says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. In other words, he recognises that all the voices that we hear around us start to shape us into its image. All the things that we read on social media and hear in the news, how many people are sick of Brexit already? You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm not, I shouldn't have mentioned that word. Um, all the things that society says that we should do all the things that the people at work say we should do, the people at school, all those things start to shape us and we get conformed to the pattern of the world. And some of that is great. And some of it isn't. And some of it takes us down ways that are unbiblical. So, for instance, tolerance. We should all be tolerant, shouldn't we? That's a big value in our society right now. Be tolerant. Be tolerant. And we should be tolerant. All Christians should be kind and generous and loving and caring towards everyone and anyone, regardless of who they are and what their background is. But if you look at what tolerance means in society now, it doesn't just mean that. What it means is every idea, philosophy and religion is equal. Now that is actually an unbiblical statement. Because we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So we can't say that. We can say the other thing around tolerance. We want everyone to feel respected and loved and cared for. But we should also be able to say, actually, I think what you're saying is wrong. But you say that now and you're a bigot, a hypocrite or whatever. So there are, there's thinking that goes on that we get conformed to that may be unbiblical. And we're all suspect of that. We're all kind of pressured into thinking in certain ways. But Paul says, be transformed and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, be different to the world. And sadly, research, I mean endless bits of research have been done to show that Christians in the West are basically not living their lives any different to non-Christians. The same level of problems, same level of divorce, same level of issues in the church as in the world. And I would suggest it's because we are not changing our thinking. We're not allowing God to reshape our mind so that our mind is like the mind of Christ. We need to be transformed and not conformed. And what I'm talking about here is not about information. What you do not need, I can tell you right now, is more information. You already, if you've been in church for any short length of time, you already have heard enough to be getting on with for the rest of your life. If you've got a Bible, that's all you need in order to know how you should start shaping your life. And you could spend the rest of your life trying to do that, even without anything else. We're all in that process. It's not information that you need. It's transformation. I've probably told this story before, but there was a pastor in South America called uh, Juan Carlo Ortiz. And he was getting a little bit frustrated with his church. His a big church. It was doing really well. But people weren't living life as he knew they could. And so he preached this sermon about loving one another and caring for one another. And afterwards everyone was saying, Pastor, great sermon, fantastic sermon. And the next week, he preached exactly the same sermon. And everyone said, great sermon, Pastor. The following week, he preached exactly the same sermon. The fourth week, the elders came to him and said, Pastor, it's a great sermon, but we've heard it enough. And he said, well, when you start doing it, then I will preach another sermon. And we're all doing that aren't we? We all all get information that we store away at the back of our minds and do nothing with. You've all read scripture maybe this week and you've seen something and you've put it at the back of your mind and you've done nothing with it. See what the Bible says, what Jesus said we should do is take the words of God and put them into action. That is the transformation part of what we should be doing. It's not simply about gaining more information. It's about the transformation of our hearts and our lives and our minds so that we become like Jesus. And yet we get caught into this academic style of Christianity that says, I just need to know more. But at the end of your time here on earth, you will not have to pass an exam on the Bible. So I encourage you to not get caught in the trap of thinking, I just need to go to another conference hear another sermon, listen to another podcast. Take what you already know and think about what have I not yet applied to my life. And the key from getting from information to transformation is what happens in your thinking. That is the filter for everything else. Are you simply storing things away at the back of your mind or are you working on your thinking so that your thinking then affects your behaviour? So Paul says, renew your mind. Renew your mind. See, we're apprentices, aren't we? Paul, uh, sorry, Paul uh, Simon and Mark have talked about that in the last two weeks. We are not simply scholars in a classroom. We're apprentices. The difference is an apprentice watches, learns, and does. That's what an apprentice does. They watch the, whoever, the person teaching them, they learn what they're doing, and then they have a go. You are not a scholar. Simply you're receiving information to pass an exam. You are not into a Bible trivia quiz here. You're into the transformation of your life. So how do we renew our thinking? How do we change what's going on in our minds? How do we do that in a way that is, is kind of realistic? The first thing I want to say is this. Pray. For a renewed mind the word renewed is only used twice in scripture and in the other uh, passage where it's used it talks about the renewal that comes from the Holy Spirit you cannot really change your thinking it's hard to do that it's really hard to do that if it was easy we'd all be going to psychologists every week to get ourselves sorted out but we don't do we because that's just magic or psychologists do. It's not real science. Any psychologists here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, pray for it. Ask God to change your thinking. Ask God to point out where your thinking needs to be changed. Ask God to help you reshape what's going on in your mind. Because he will. He will be the one who brings renewal. So pray for it. Pray daily. Secondly, study Scripture. Now, unfortunately, all the research shows that Christians today are reading the Bibles less than at any point in recent history. If you want to change your thinking, you have to believe that the power of Scripture, and it does have power, will shape your thinking. The more you take in from Scripture, and I'm not talking about daily reading notes or books or anything like that. I am talking about simply getting a Bible and reading it. And believe that there's power in those words to not just change your heart, but to change your thinking. You need to take that in. When I was a young Christian at uh, 21... No one told me to do this, I just started to do it. I don't know why I started to do it, but it was important for me. I started to memorise scripture. And it used to be a long time ago that people were encouraged to do that. I would encourage you now. Whenever you are reading the Bible and a verse stands out for you, if you think God's speaking to you through that scripture, don't just read it, memorise it, reflect on it, put it into action. It's the very fact of memorising something that can change the kind of processes in your mind and help you change your thinking. Scripture has power to change you. Read Scripture. Study Scripture. The third thing is this. Change your behaviour and let your mind catch up. If I went to uh, the doctor and said, Doctor, I've got a, a phobia of spiders, what would he do? No, he'd say he put you in a room full of spiders. Why? Because just trying to put something into practice starts to change the processes in your mind. I actually do have a bit of a fear of heights. I deliberately put myself into height situations, even though I'm kind of scared, uh, simply to help myself change the way I view that whole process. Because I know. Ladders are generally safe if you use them properly. I know that. My thinking says, "Ah!" So I still follow what I believe. I put it into practice. And slowly but surely, after 58 years of living, I'm starting to get better at heights. But it's the same with Scripture. When the Bible says, be generous, don't wait until you feel like being generous. Don't wait until you think you should be generous. Just start being generous and allow God to change your thinking around that. Just start doing it. Change your behaviour and allow your thinking to catch up with you. The next one would be this. Think on the things that are positive. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul says this. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable... If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. See, every thought that goes through your mind, you have control over. You don't look convinced, but you do. So Martin Luther said this, You cannot keep birds from flying above your head, but you can stop them nesting in your hair. You have control over what you think about. In fact, Paul says, take every thought captive. Take it captive. Now, you will have, at some point in your life, at some point every day, probably, negative thoughts. What do you do with them? Do you think, oh, that's a good thought. I haven't thought about that, even though it's negative and spend time reflecting on it and thinking about it and, and find yourself going down and down and down. Happens usually at night, just before you go into bed or just before you go to sleep. Happens to me most nights. I lie down. I, I'm a good sleeper, but I lie down to go to sleep and I guarantee there will be a negative thought that will come into my mind about something I haven't done that day and I should have done, and there's always something like that, or something someone said to me or uh, some, an email that someone sent you. one of those emails, and I, I oh gosh yeah there's that and I, I start thinking about it, I stop myself and I try to focus on what is true and pure and honorable and lovely. That doesn't mean I have to deal with those things at some point, I do, but I do that in a controlled way. I focus on the things that are good Because when you focus on those things, those things that come from God, that changes your thinking and changes your behaviour. It's so easy to find yourself down dark alleys in your thinking, isn't it? And some of us are more prone to that than others. But all of us struggle with it at some point. You do not have to entertain every thought that comes into your mind. Take it captive And when you need to focus on it, do so, but in a controlled way. But focus your mind on those things from God. Learn to have a heart of gratitude for all that God's given you. Reflect on all the things of the day where you've seen God at work in your life. Reflect on all your blessings. Do those things and allow God to change your thinking through them. And the final thing would be this. What do you need to avoid to change your thinking? I'm just going to put it out there. How many of you really need to stop going on social media? Because it's just affecting you negatively. I mean, there's research that starts to be done around this, that, especially with younger people. That's obviously not some of you. Uh, <laughs> with younger people, it is affecting their self-esteem. It is affecting how they view their bodies. Maybe there are people that you spend time with, and it affects your thinking negatively. It starts making you think about yourself in a bad way or thinking about others in a bad way. Maybe you just need to stop associating with those people. There are things that you need to stop doing or people you need to stop being with in order for your thinking to be healthy and good and positive. And there is no harm in moving away from things or people that are leading you down on biblical ways. So just stop. The point of all this is that you lead a life that is holy and pleasing to God. That's the point of all this. But you only get to that point of living a life that is holy and pleasing if you change your thinking. If you focus on that, And very few of us actually think about our thinking. Very few of us at the end of the day think, what has actually gone on in my mind? What do I need to address here? How do I need to change what's going on here in order for my behaviour to change? I encourage you, as you reflect on this, especially in your missional communities, to this week, just, just register what's going on in your mind. How much of it is truly helpful How much of it is truly biblical? How much of it is actually contributing to you living a life that is a life like Jesus? What do you need to change in all of that? Should we stand? And as ever, there'll be uh, people over on the left hand side who will pray with you today. If there's any aspect of anything that I've said or just simply what's going on in your life, you need prayer. You know, we believe that God brings healing to people in both their mind and their body and their spirit. And if you need anything like that today, and that's probably most of us, there are people over here who will pray with you. So let me encourage you to use them to respond to that that call to just change how you think about yourself, to change how you think about God, to change how you think about...